Hello and welcome to Plan Francisco, the new podcast that interviews the best and brightest financial planning professionals in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm your host, Maxwell Schmitz. I need a plan, a magic key. Today, my guest is Pam Morton, the principal of Benefits by Design. By now, you've probably realized there are several specialties and focuses within the spectrum of insurance and financial planning. Pam's emphasis on employee benefits steers our conversation into the sometimes mucky world of health insurance and other hot topics to look out for in the benefit space. Please enjoy. Pam Morton, thanks for joining us. Wow, thanks for inviting me today. Absolutely. So I'd like to kind of kick things off by just letting the listeners know exactly how you describe what you do. Well, I'm a health insurance and employee benefits broker, and basically what that means is that I serve different types of audiences. Um, So I work with businesses, and I work with individuals. Okay, great. Um, And as part of individuals, I also work with with retirees or people who are getting Medicare. Okay, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Very good. Now, being in employee benefits primarily, um, have you kind of focused your practice on health insurance or are there other product lines that you um, involve in the planning process? Usually the conversation with an employer starts with health insurance because that's the biggest part of their budget. But um, in order to be competitive in their their industry or competitive with... um, you know, in the area for with benefits, you need to add a lot of other benefits as well. Sure. And so, um, health is the primary one, and then we also uh, work with them on dental, vision, life insurance, oh, disability. Good. Great. Um, and other long-term care too, right? And long-term care. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Do you feel, or do you get the sense that? employers are still bearing the brunt of the responsibility when it comes to um, uh, setting up a health insurance plan for employees, even though now we have you know, a, a full mandate saying that everybody has to get their own if they're not covered by their employer. Is that still the trend, or are more and more employers saying, you know what, maybe we need to bring in other types of benefits and, and maybe don't have the same, um, they don't feel the same sense of responsibility to bring health insurance into the portfolio? I, I would say that employers feel that responsibility now more than ever just okay, because great. it's a tight job market. Oh, absolutely. And so in order to be competitive, they have to offer good benefits. And they're looking for creative benefits. Oh. They're asking us, uh, what else can what else can we uh, purchase, whether the employer is going to pay for it or whether the employee is going to pay for it. Mm. And so um, we're seeing things like um, employers ask for uh uh, tuition reimbursement or oh, interesting. Uh, pay back student loans okay. uh, or transit benefits mm. or pet insurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all kinds of crazy things. Right, right. I, for some reason, I thought maybe you'd say something about income replacement or disability insurance, but I guess pet insurance is more important mm-hmm. to some people, certainly. Well, I, I think that um, they're right behind um, medical benefits and usually dental benefits. Um, life insurance is important and in mm-hmm. disability as well because yeah. all you have to have is an experience with someone that you know that didn't have coverage um, for their disability right. and you realize how much more important that really is than maybe some of those other silly benefits I was talking about. Right, right. And you know, I don't mean to minimize the other insurance products mm-hmm. either because certainly you know, tuition reimbursement is a huge issue these days and pet insurance, Lord knows, you know, we're all we're all subject to the heartstrings on that. Um, <laughs> we talked about this a little bit already, but what would you say is the favorite part of your day-to-day business? 
the, my favorite part of the business is really um, providing personalized service for my clients. Mm -hmm. And um, we're a small uh, benefits um, brokerage. Mm -hmm. And so um, I feel like all of our clients are extremely important to us. Mm -hmm. So no one ever feels like they're a number. And mm -hmm. if they're going to call us, then they're going to get personalized service. And um, we go the extra mile with our um, employee meetings that we do for our groups mm. uh, because we do one-on-one uh, one -on -one meetings with each employee. Mm. And we find that things change for employees from year to year. Sometimes someone is planning to have a surgery or maybe they're planning to have a child the next year or something. So um, if they have options within their health insurance, then they can um, utilize um, those the services of their broker basically mm -hmm. to help them to make a personal decision on how they might, might want to make a change during health enrollment. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the most common mistake you see your clients making out there? And if there is one sort of broad scope, um, you know, not necessarily error, maybe a gap of some sort, what's the most common solution you typically provide in that scenario? Well, I think the most common errors really are in not in not having a good employee handbook mm. um, and not having um, benefits that are consistent for all their employees. A lot of times employers want to create special classes for groups of employees like uh, special benefits for executives mm -hmm. or maybe they want to pay for part-time benefits for some employees and not other employees and okay. things like that. So I think that's that's the most common mistake. So what I normally recommend when I first meet with a new client is reading over that employee handbook mm -hmm. and just uh, seeing what their current guidelines are and do they meet all of the, the current uh, regulations or not. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So you're, you're finding it's more of like an ad hoc sort of uh, scenario where people are handpicking and choosing which ones which employees to cover and which not sometimes I mean it's just it's just that um, especially with the smaller um, uh, employers like I typically work with mm -hmm. maybe on 100 employees 100 employees um, either they don't have uh, very many people for HR or they don't have any at all gotcha. and so they're just not aware of what the rules are yeah and the guidelines that they need to follow that makes sense so you are almost acting as, as an HR resource or human resource in that sense definitely when you work with smaller groups um, you end up being an HR resource for them mm -hmm. and so um, I'm a member of um, several different professional organizations okay. and I get additional training and I don't have to know those things but I find that that it just comes up in conversation and you know, the more resources that I can provide the better yeah no it makes perfect sense so when you're when you're going through something like that a scenario like that where you're, you know you might be seeing different tiers of employees or what have you what sort of strategies are you implementing in in those scenarios is there a um, sort of like a fixed way to change what you're seeing or those errors maybe or is there um, or are you are you looking through the catalog to figure out which benefits are going to be the best um, based on their total the total picture of their needs? Well, um, really, once you just um, correct the things that they're doing that aren't fair to everybody, mm -hmm. then you can start to dig into the benefits okay. and see uh, what you can do basically okay. with the budget that you have. Got it. And. Um, a lot of times employers uh, want the name brand companies uh, to work with um, to provide because mm. uh, their employees have heard of um, you know the big carriers 
and um, may or may not be blue in color. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or or sometimes it's just um, uh, one smaller dental company might have a really big dental network, and that's really what's mm-hmm. most important to the employees. But they would rather have that name brand dental company than they care than they would have more dentists. Oh, funny. And okay. so. That's one of the things that they use us as a resource for because we are continually updating our knowledge on all the products and, and provider networks and whatnot. And so we can say things to them like, well, if you use a regional health carrier, they don't have the overhead costs that some of the larger carriers do. Mm-hmm. And you'll find that the regional carrier, even though maybe they're not as popular, has exactly the same doctors as the other as the other right, carrier, <laughs> right, right, and you know, and and the premium is a lot less. And so, if you're looking at a budget and you're saying, okay, well, not only do we want to provide medical benefits, but we want to do life and disability and whatever else, mm-hmm. um, you can move those dollars around mm. um, by really knowing um, knowing your products and, and your provider networks. No, that's great. So when you are trying to structure for a budget in mind, are you just asking the, the decision maker, you know, what, what's the budget we're working with here, or is it that simple, or is there another method? That's a good question. It kind of depends on the employer. I mean, sometimes they've had a, they've had a certain budget, and mm. sometimes they don't have any budget at all. Oh, gotcha, because <laughs> you're probably working off of an existing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, book, essentially. Exactly. So what we like to do is to go in and provide a review. Okay. And... Uh, we'll take a look at all of the products that they currently have, who all the carriers are, what all the rates are, and then just look to see what we think the opportunities might be. Yeah. Um, I had a recent experience with a group. Um, it was a, a school, actually, a private school, and um, they had very high benefits and low salaries, and they wanted mm-hmm. to they wanted to tip that the other way. Oh, okay. And so when we when we took a look at um, the benefits they were providing on the medical side. Uh, they only had one carrier, mm-hmm. and they had the the highest possible benefits, um, and so we um, changed that around a little bit, and we we moved them to an, another carrier, um, and if with a, about a 55 person group, we were able to save them twenty one thousand dollars a month and over two hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow! And it was the exact same benefits. Wow, that's great. And so that that's a lot to play with when you're it talking is. about increasing salary. At, absolutely. <laughs> and so you know maybe in addition to increasing salaries a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe we could add a few other extra benefits sure. or switch around some of the benefits. Maybe they had. Maybe they were having the employees pay for some of the benefits, mm-hmm. and so with that extra uh, budget, maybe the employer can make a contribution. There you go. Um, yeah. And then I think you also have to think about um, what the costs are of the benefits as well, because if you're talking about a medical premium, the medical premium is going to be a lot higher than, say, a life insurance premium. Got it. And so if you save a lot of money on your medical benefits, it's not going to cost that much in comparison to be able to add life insurance right. or you know, disability or something else. Sure, it's like you're creating value out of thin air almost. Yeah, Absolutely, and the employees love that because all of a sudden you're saying, okay, well, we're going to change the carrier, but you'll keep basically the same doctors, mm-hmm. and we're going to add all these other benefits. Nice. Yeah, that's a win-win. It was, it was a win in this particular <laughs> situation I just had, yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you like to start with a health insurance review or maybe just a blanket insurance review. 
Um, is that your lead-in when you're calling? Or are you doing cold calling, or is it is it mostly a referral network that you're working with, or client resale? It, it's mostly most of our clients, new clients that we get are through a referral, okay. and so they're either another company that has used us in the past. Mm-hmm. Oh, or it could be someone that I meet as a result of some of the networking that I do. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, one of the reasons why I don't do that much cold calling is that I find that unless an employer has a reason to change their benefits, that they probably won't want to deal with it because mm-hmm. it, it is it is some work to pull out you know to pull out all your documentation and you know to give that to someone and then you know mm-hmm. to spend time talking about it. When I mean, I think most employers need to feel like they have a reason to do that. So sure. Employers usually either have a problem they'd like to solve, or maybe they haven't um, had a review in a long time from anybody. And so um, having a new objective person come in and take a look at what they have is a really good thing to do every several years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, so for that reason, we usually end up with a little bit warmer lead or um, a referral from someone. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Cool. $10 million question. Uh, where do you think this industry is going in the next five to 10 years? Oh boy, I wish <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I mean, you think about all the change that you've probably experienced mm-hmm. firsthand the last 10 years. Uh, yeah. um, do you think it's gonna be as much or less or what do you I, think? I think there's gonna be, I think there's gonna be a lot of change. I think that when the Affordable Care Act was passed, that nobody thought that it was the be-all, end-all to everything. I mean, sure. you know, everyone knew that there would need to be some changes to it, mm-hmm. um, and things need to evolve as as time goes on. So, what what's really unknown is whether or not it'll be completely replaced by something new, or whether they'll just decide to make some changes um, mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with some of the things that have been happening in the market recently, with um, uh, with the Trump administration, I think that. Um, and also just the way the politics are going right now with um, so much, um, uh, you know, people just really being so far apart and being able to make decisions on anything. It, it doesn't seem like anything will happen in the short term, but it may just wait until after we have another big election. We'll have to see. Yeah. <laughs> so you're talking about more of a federal scale. Is there anything in California that either worries you or excites you? Well, the the uh, the governor's race, I think, in California is really um, interesting because the 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 two main uh, candidates that are moving uh, forward they each have very different uh, perspective on things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that um, that that their influence could be huge. Um, and we all know that whatever California does, a lot of times will set um, pace for the rest of the country. Especially True. if we do something that's um, successful, right. and 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 I think that our um, our exchange here, the um, Covered California Exchange, that's been that's been fairly successful. So right. Um, so whether or not whether or not that would be uh, continue or replaced, I mean, we just we just don't have any idea. Right. No. But it seems like it's going pretty well. Yeah, and so let's bring it to a little bit of a smaller scale, in a mm-hmm. sense. Um, what about your business? Is, do you see it being relatively the same in five or ten years, or is there something else that you add to it, or maybe refine, take away? What does that look like? Well, I've been in the business about twenty-five years, right. <laughs> and for the last at least twenty years, everyone has been saying every few years, "Oh, things are really going to change." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sky is falling. The sky is falling, but really, there hasn't been that much change. Yeah, um, I mean, there has in cer- certain ways there have been there has been a lot of change, but um, 
I think that it'll just be a, a continuation of a lot of small changes, would be my guess. Okay. But we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. But as far as, you know, outside of the regulatory authority, mm-hmm. is your business bringing on any new product lines? Are you adding any new associates? Are you... Are you going to be marketing in the same way, or what, what's the story? Well, our, our business is really growing, um, right. and uh, what we're doing different now really is just with technology, oh, okay. adding more technology, and um, trying to do more with our website and mm-hmm. things like that, and um, I think that um, people just seem to be getting busier all the time, mm-hmm. and they like to be able to do things using technology right so whether it's apps on the phone or things on the website or a zoom meeting or Mm -hmm. something you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. that um, just the ways that we communicate with people and doing things efficiently is the direction that I'm trying to take things great so what opportunities and challenges do you see um, and what are you most looking forward to in that same time span any other opportunities out there? I, I think that they'll be um, with the baby boomer mm-hmm. uh, generation that there'll continue to be a lot of uh, Medicare um, product opportunities, uh, more sure. and more Medi- Medicare product opportunities, and uh, probably uh, expansion of long-term care mm-hmm. as, as well. Mm-hmm. And that's an area that I really uh, would like to focus on because I think that there's there's going to be a real you know more and more need for that. Right. I mean, especially consider the demographics in Marin County, which I think is, last I heard, was one of the fastest aging counties in the United States, let alone California, So, mm-hmm. which is one of the fastest aging states in the Union. So mm-hmm. here we are at the epicenter, the long-term that's, care need. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So we'll, we'll try to be um, in the center of that. Very good. Um, so knowing what you know today, what would you have done differently if you were just starting out? You know, I... I I can't say I would have done anything differently, really. Yeah. Um, I think that we're always trying to change and evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not staying the same, mm-hmm. and that's that's really, I think, been the key to our success is to try to keep up with what's going on in the industry, try to apply that locally, right. um, and then just providing personalized service. Yeah, that's great. So in. You said you've been doing this for 25 years. How long have you owned a brokerage agency? Less than a year, actually. Less than a year. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, I had a corporate career on the health insurance side yeah. and for a long time and several, with several different carriers and um, had an opportunity to purchase a, a local health, family-owned health brokerage. That's great. Uh, employee benefits uh, brokerage. And, um, and now I get to take all of my years of experience that I had right. on the corporate side and put that to work for my clients. Yeah, that's really remarkable. I think, you know, you, it's it's not uncommon to find somebody who's been in this industry for 20, 30 years, but to have that level of depth of understanding on the carrier side, I think is really unique to the practice. So I just wanted to make sure uh, we had a plug in there. Perfect. Well, anything else you want to uh, say to the audience today? No questions or dumb questions. We have people call us all the time with something that they've seen they want to know is this true or not true sometimes I, I think of myself as a fact checker sure. <laughs> That's great. Um, but I think that health insurance and other benefits um, can be very confusing to people right. and a lot of times questions that could stump you and you would do an hour's worth of research on I may know the answer to your question so mm-hmm. um, in our agency we're happy to answer silly questions for you Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a really 
big pleasure of mine to sit down with you and, and talk about more about your business. Thank you. Great. Thanks. And thanks for coming to Plan Francisco. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed. Please be sure to subscribe and visit us again soon here at Plan Francisco.